How's it going, everyone? This is John Hornbeck here with another episode of the Belgian Waffle Show. We've got John Murphy on the podcast because Asheville is coming up quick, and John actually has a lot to do with the event. John was a former pro cyclist up until last year, and now he, you know, he's doing a little bit of everything. He uh, he's working with Gulo Wheel Company, which we're going to get into. They're a partner of BWR for Asheville, and then he's also one of the main guys who put the course together for Asheville. Him and Boucher have been working on this for some time now, so we're going to do a you know, little course checking with them, kind of see the lay of the land and a little bit more. So hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast, and let's just get right into it. All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Belgian Waffle Show. We've got, a, got an old friend on the line on this one now, past racing into the new... Uh, business career we got john murphy what uh what's up john how we doing uh, what's happening john thanks for having me this is uh this is a pleasure thanks for uh taking the time to talk to me today no of course it's always good to catch up and uh obviously post racing life see what everyone's doing and the fact that you know you're working with a brand and that's got connection with dwr obviously and you're out in nashville we, we got plenty to talk about plenty to catch up on yeah, we can go. We can go on and on here, John. So you, you just tell me where you want to start. All right. Well, let, you know, let's start before we get into Gulo, the wheel brand that we're going to be chatting about. Let, let's talk a little bit about Asheville because, um, you know, it's coming up quick and you've been part of this for quite a bit of time. Obviously, COVID's kind of taken a speed bump in planning this event. But um, how about you kind of give us a little background on how you got connected with this event in Asheville? Yeah, totally. Um, I, I was kind of looped in to the, uh, the BWRs, um, you know, their, their goals to set up an Asheville event, uh, probably about fall 2019. Um, when I heard from, uh, from those guys from, uh, from RV, Richard Vernay and, and Michael Marks and those guys, they, you know, they were looking to bring this ride out here and they were kind of trying to, you know, um, expand their, their series. And I was like, well, yeah, this is, this is great. Like we have so much great gravel, like it's a no brainer. How can I help? And they're like, well, it's funny. You should ask, like, you know, want to make us a course. <laughs> and I was like, uh, sure. Yeah. I can totally do that. Like, that sounds awesome. Like, so I just like, it's like giddy up. Like, yeah, I can, I can do that. And we, uh, I just started like, you know, playing with routes and, um, I actually learned a lot of new gravel roads in the process of, of kind of building the routes. Um, at first we were, we were hosting at Sierra Nevada, which is kind of right by the Asheville airport. Um, and so we had the route out of the Sierra Nevada and it was, it was super awesome. Um, quite a long ride. Was, I think in the beginning it was like 140 miles or something like that, maybe even a little bit more um, just due to the location of the, of the start and the host host venue. Um, but then as COVID hit and things started to unravel, obviously in the whole world, um, you know, everything kind of took a back seat. And uh, fast forward to six months ago, we were able to adjust and, uh, you know, find a new venue with uh, Canuga Conference and kind of did a little bit of a course reroute. Um, so I was back in the back on the job again, working to get this course sort of dialed in so we could start a new venue. But luckily enough, uh, Canuga Conference is placed in an ideal location to do host a gravel event and what so the course is a little bit shorter now and so as i'm sure 
all of our listeners are aware of, but we were able to maintain like 95% of the gravel and uh, it's still going to be quite a punishing event, even though it's a little bit shorter now, around 100 miles. So you basically designed this course from like, this is your baby, basically. Yeah, myself and Matthew Boucher awesome. um, have uh, have put this whole thing together. So, so yeah, we... so I obviously haven't been to Asheville in a long time. Um, what, you know, you have two former pros designing this course. What uh, What does that look like? Yeah, it's hard. Um, I mean, it's tough. Like, it's super undulating. It's unforgiving. Um, there's not one straight, flat road on this course. Uh, <laughs> you know, most of the climbs are on gravel, so they're super slow. Um, there's a lot of descending on gravel, so it's also not as fast as you would expect. Uh, you know, we get a lot of rain here, a lot. Like, we're a, we're a temperate rainforest, so the gravel roads today can be different tomorrow because maybe we'll get two inches of rain overnight. So there's a lot of variability in, uh, in the course from day to day and it's going to be nuts. It could be hot. It could be cool. It could be, you know, it's, it's going to be kind of treacherous. Uh, yeah, like I get a lot of, a lot of questions about tire choice and it always kind of, you know, always comes back to, uh, to your tolerance for, for kind of risk reward, you know, like if you want a faster tire, you might puncture, or <laughs> if you want a comfortable ride, you might, you may, you may suffer a little more on the, on the pavement. Cause it is about half and half, uh, pavement to gravel. So choose your adventure. I always sort of have to look at the rider's kind of profile before I can even, that, before I can guide them to make their own choice on tires. <laughs> what, uh, <clears throat> what, like, what would you set yourself up? Bike, wheels, tires, size, you know, obviously former pro, you know, retired life, you know, out there, <clears throat> have some fun, but you know, give some efforts. Like what, what would you ride? Yeah, I'm, I'm biased. I'm not biased, but I, I would choose um, the IRC double cross. It, I've been, been riding it on that. Um, and all the recon, all the, uh, you know, sort of scoping out I've done over the last few months one, I was always feeling good on the long, long days. Um, the tires were like soft and supple enough to not be beating me up. They felt fast on the pavement. They felt fast for me and uh, I never flatted at all. So for me, like those three things are, would be the, my most critical, uh, decision makers. And yeah, you could go slow. You could go smaller. You could run something narrower if you wanted to, um, I think you run a risk with punctures. I think you have to run a little bit more air pressure. Um, I always like having my air pressure like a little bit on the higher side, but that's also because, you know, I'm 185 pounds. So I have to kind of be careful, especially if I rail those sense. So it's tough, but I would, I would go obviously gravel bike with a 42 double cross. Yeah. That, that's pretty big. Um, what, ha is there any other <clears throat> events that you've done? or ridden or rides that this could maybe be like comparable to, or is this kind of like its own animal? Yeah, for me, um, I was hoping I could have done one of the San Diego events already. Um, unfortunately I couldn't make it happen this year or last year. Um, I don't think it happened last year in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, but... Don't worry. Don't worry it happened last year. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. Rube, 
I guess, but that's that's definitely not gravel. Um, so I got to do my best comparison to uh, trying to do something like this on a road bike like bike. I mean, we always rode, you know, 30s. Um, you know, that's those that's 28 sectors of cobbles. Um, that's a lot of a lot of time on dirt and a lot of uh, a lot of equipment debate. So that's my biggest comparison would be would be Perry Bay. So is it like, you know, they always say like Kansas has like that Flint rock style surface. Like, is, is it, is it rocky terrain or is it chunky or like what, what's the, the gravel like dirt stuff kind of like? Yeah, I think like, I think gravel roads next to rivers and stuff and lakes and water. So, you know, they're, they're constantly coming in and regrading. Um, so it's like kind of ever changing gravel. Um, if, if they, they bring in fresh, fresh stone, it's going to be pretty, pretty, uh, pretty loose, um, and kind of chunky. Some of the descents are, can be pretty chunky, um, especially coming off Pinnacle Mountain. That's going to be, uh, pretty hard on your wheels and tires and body, especially after like almost 70 miles of racing. Um, so we have some sections that are more dirt. Uh, more rutted, rutted out. So you might see some mud puddles. Um, I would expect mud puddles because they're going to be you know, train. You, you kind of broke up right there. What were you saying? It might, it might rain. Are you saying what, what about mud puddles? Apologies. Um, done. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's, there's a high likelihood of rain. I mean, I'm not looking at the forecast every single day cause I think we're still a little far out. Um, but, uh, it just rains here constantly. So I would count on it. And if it doesn't <laughs> consider it a gift. Oh, I'll see if it makes some good, some good images right there then. Oh yeah. It could be sloppy. And especially some of the sections have, um, substantial ruts, already there and there's almost some of the some of the some of the sectors like typically have standing water so if it does rain like yeah there could be uh you know if there's any kind of big groups coming in any kind of fight for the good dry line people could be going into the mud puddles it's gonna be cool (laughs) oh sounds like fun what uh all right let's transition real quick so let's kind of go back a little talk talk about you a little more um Cause you're kind of at the base of all this. Actually, I'm curious. When did, when was your last year racing? Technically it was 2020. So just last year. Okay. Not much happened though. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a blur. Um, what team were you on at that point? Rally. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. They're crushing it right now. Yeah, uh, they are. They're winning in Portugal. It was awesome yeah. seeing, uh, seeing my, my brother, Kyle. He's not really my brother, but. I like to claim him as my brother. Um, he won over in Portugal. That was awesome to see. I think Ben King just won too. So they, they to win to win races at, in in Tour of Portugal is is incredible. So yeah, they're doing awesome. Well, they won today too. Oh really? Colin Jeez. Colin won a stage at a Tour of Denmark. Wow! Wow! wow from, a, from a break. Jeez, Colin is such an animal. That's yeah, amazing. They're, they're crushing it. So yeah, damn, nice. Um, yeah, it's rad to see that. Um, all right. Yeah. So, you know, obviously last year was just a weird year in general. Um, you know, you, 
you hang up the cycling cleats. How, how do you kind of get uh, involved with this, this new venture? You're with? Yeah. So, you know, I wasn't getting any younger and when COVID hit um, and all the races stopped, um, you know, I kind of had it in the back of my mind that I was, you know, I was close to being ready and to, to stopping. And like you said, hanging up the cleats. Um, so kind of, I'd say about early summer, mid summer, I just basically was like, you know what, this isn't going to, this is not going to work for me. Like continuing on, like it's not, didn't seem like it was worth the risk to, uh, to do all the travel and most everything that was going on. So I basically was like, you know, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm ready. I'm going to move on here. And like, like I told you earlier, like, you know, I had been focusing on online classes with a focus on uh, digital marketing. And uh, yeah, it was just like, now's the time I'm going into, to the, to the other side, so to speak, and figure out <laughs> what I'm going to do next. Come on over here, John. <laughs> I know. I'm like, all right, I'm ready. Let's go. Um, I've been ready for a while. Like I was one of those, I was one of those racers that, I always sort of treated each contract like it was my last contract and mm-hmm. never really expected it to go as long as it did. So I'm forever, forever grateful for all the experiences and, and races and people I met and places I got to go. And yeah, on paper, if I was planning, it was never supposed to go that far, that long. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I turned pro in 2007 and I didn't think I was going for, you know, 13 years like that. Um, but it was awesome. But uh, here we are now on the other side and, I'm super fortunate enough to have been able to to get a job um, pretty much straight away out of my my contract. Uh, the first of 2021, I got a job with Google Composites. Um, they had an opening uh, as a brand manager, so now I get to to use all my skills I've learned on the digital marketing side, plus um, talk to awesome people like you and work with awesome events like BWR. Um, all part of my new job, so. It's actually really, really, really cool and sort of a dream position for me, especially so quickly out of my uh, previous passion career. No, that's awesome how that worked out. Obviously, like, you know, a lot of people coming out of that, you know, transition well or kind of know what they're doing and others, you know, it's, it's kind of a struggle for a little bit, you know, getting out of that racing life and kind of figuring out that next step. Yeah, I mean, does anybody really know what they're doing? You know, it's like, most people are just sort of flowing flowing down the river and like trying to you know hope and pray they you know get stuck on the right rock or something no (laughs) Um, exactly no but i I, yeah i you know i i knew that i wanted to kind of stay um at least in marketing a little bit um you know i wanted to i wanted to pick a path that had demand um i wanted to work with people i wanted to work with systems and and uh and computers and i wanted to be um you know, I, I didn't really expect to stay in cycling, although I hoped I would, you know, and I think that would, would be a huge waste to spend my entire first part of my, my working life as a pro cyclist and not use it, you know? So it's ideal to work for a company like, like Gula Composites and, and, uh, be able to, you know, lean on the, all my friends from when I was a racer that are transitioning to like yourself. Um, and I want to be a part of, um, events and all kinds of other cool stuff that's going on in this sport. So now I can, and it's, it's really great to, to, to also work with a brand as small as Gulo with as much, uh, ambition as Gulo has. It's really cool. Like that's kind of how I felt like I was 
as a cyclist, like I was always super ambitious. Like my goals are set always really, really high. And, you know, the competition was steep and <laughs> I was never afraid of that kind of battle. So this, this job fits perfectly with my, my, uh, my mental or my, you know, my approach to life. No, that's awesome. It sounds like a, a like honestly most ideal fit. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about, about Gulo. Um, you know, obviously wheels are nothing new in cycling, you know, gravels, gravels, the trendiest thing right now. So everyone's, you know, getting their products for that. What, uh, what kind of sets them apart? You know, what are you guys doing over there? Oh yeah. I love that question because, um, you know, I get to talk on the tech, but I also get to talk on, uh, on like my personal opinion. Um, it, it, uh, the, the wheels themselves have been in, in uh, in R and D for close to five years and they just launched April of 2020. So this company, Google composites, is only a little over a year old. So in my opinion, we're still in kind of that infant phase of, of growth and, we're just getting started and just, and we're just now able to get to events too. Right. So yeah. we're just sort of getting out there and people are just starting to recognize us. Um, which in my opinion is the, the funnest part of the whole, the whole branding. It's like the initial sort of drop. Um, but, uh, yeah, we basically get to, uh, use the, the engineering and manufacturing that our parent company here manufacturing, they've been in, in, uh, in Brevard for, over 25 years in the wire and cable industry. And they um, got a hold of a unique technology to build a carbon composite triaxle braided spoke. And so what we've done is we've essentially like mastered the composite spoke on cycling wheels. We have mountain bike wheels, we have road wheels, and of course we have gravel wheels. Um, and what these spokes are doing is okay, they're composite spokes, right? So automatically, you know, the wheels are super light. Um, our main gravel wheels are 1,275 grams for the set. Uh, so they're like ultra light carbon wheels, carbon spokes. You know that, right? You, you kind of figure that, but then you're thinking, well, can they hold up like carbon spokes? Like what happens if, you know, if I take a big hit or what's going to happen when, if these things do fail, I, mean, I have a problem in the trail. Um, actually the impact test, um, that we've, that we've done has our spokes at twice or three times as strong as a stainless steel spoke. So these spokes can take a hit, like they're, they're, they're sturdy. Uh, the wheels are sturdy enough that I recommend riding them as your everyday ride, not just hanging up on the hook. It's like mm -hmm. only on like the most Great special day, day. Yeah. you know, don't ride them in bad weather, you know, only for the hill climbs. And you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like, that's typically what carbon wheels have been have been deemed as. Is like, yeah, we never only... trained on carbon wheels. Yeah, exactly. So these are like these can be your everyday wheels. Um, also, because we put a lifetime warranty behind them, so you don't have to like to worry about them, you know, being fragile. Um, but also because the strength of the spoke, we have a very unique ride quality so it's a carbon spoke so it does reduce vibrations like a lot so you hop on these spokes and a very common phrase we hear is they're like smooth as butter but stiff as all get out um 
which makes a really unique, different ride quality. Because how do you do smoothest butter, but then be super stiff, right? Mm-hmm. Like think about that. Like you think of a buttery soft wheel that's flexy, right? Or if you think of a super stiff wheel, then you're going to be feeling every bump in the road. So it's almost like a amazing blend of balance. And yeah, it's, it's just one of those like really cool products that's innovative to the, to the extent of I've been riding bikes for my whole life. I get on these wheels and I'm like, holy crap, these are different than everything I've ever ridden. And uh, I get to bring it to market. This is incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's a win-win. <laughs> yeah. So I, that's the long and the short of it. I can go into the tech, super strong, super light, different ride quality, like better ride quality. But the long and the short of it is when I get on these wheels and ride them, I'm blown away. So we're trying to get get um, the wafflers to like we're all, we have a few sets of wheels for demo and we're trying to get um, gravel riders to come test our wheels and give us that initial feedback. Like, yeah, you really don't have to ride these wheels for five hours to feel a difference. You can take them on a stroll and be like, whoa. And you know that feeling. And you guys, yeah, wheels, that's what like, I was actually going to ask. Like, what when you first initially got on them, what was your first takeaway that like stood out to you of like, whoa, like these do, you know, this or that? Well, so. Uh, my first wheels I rode were the GGX SL, SL, which is our, our our gravel, our main gravel wheel. And I was uh, the house I was staying at where I rode the bike was it had a, a pretty rough gravel driveway. And I knew they were light. I knew all the things that were supposed to happen. I knew, I'd, I'd gotten the elevator speech, so I knew what to expect. But what really got me was how fast these wheels accelerated, even though they're not bladed spokes. They're not overly deep, you know, like the, the gravel wheel is like 25 mils deep. Like it's not super deep for, mm-hmm. you know, a wheel you would deem like really fast. Um, the way they accelerated, it was just like, whoa, this is, this is unique. Um, this is different. And of course I wanted them to be good, but like you can ask Allie, when I got home from that first ride, I was like, uh, these are incredible. Let's do this. <laughs> This is this is a job I can take, and this is a, a gorilla I'm re- I'm willing to wrestle. You know what I mean? Like competing with all the big brands, all the big wheel brands. Like what a what a huge uh, Goliath! But I was oh like, no, totally, yeah. Let's do it. Let's let's go for it. Let's just give it a shot. So it's uh it's just an unbelievable ride quality that no other wheels I've ever ridden can deliver on. What, um, so what do you guys got planned for BWR as far as you said, you're going to, you know, try to get some out there to demo, like what's kind of like your setup or like, you know, let's, you know, let's play that brand manager hat with you. Like, you know, coming to this event, it's kind of in your backyard, you know, what, what are we doing? Yeah. So we'll have wheels. Um, we'll have a big setup. Uh, I've got, uh, I'd like to say, I'd like to say plenty of wheels, but I probably won't have enough if this goes well, <laughs> you know, totally. um, so limited amount of wheels for demo to test ride um i'll have wheels to sell i can sell wheels there too so if you test them and you're like you know i want to get on some of these um i think we all know that this industry right now has been hit with crazy demand oh supply supply has been completely supply has been uh you know really hard to come by so hang on one second 
my son is uh he's usually on the phone and all he wants to do is come in and and talk oh, to course. me um <laughs> so ideally come, come see us at the expo um you know we've got demo wheels i got wheels for sale i can show you everything and uh t- tell you about our wheels we have an impact tower that we'll have out there so we can demonstrate the strength of the of the impact of these spokes oh, that's and cool. uh we're also gonna be raffling off a set of wheels so if you enter if you come see us you can have a chance to enter into to our raffle and win a set of your own so um we'll be out on course um we're gonna be uh up on pinnacle as well so that'll be the kind of the no pun intended that'll be the pinnacle of the race um the last oh, really look at that marketing <laughs> head of yours just going for it <laughs> Hey, you asked, like, <laughs> no, you, you give me the talk. I'm going to talk, you know, like <laughs> if I can't talk, I don't know what I can do. Um, so we'll be up there um, kind of just not heckling, but we'll be up there heckling and trying to yeah, keep everybody's fun. morale high because they're going to be at mile 70. It's going to be, they're going to be destroyed from a course I made, I made them ride. Um, you know, if, if you have a horrible day, don't, don't look at me, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, maybe, maybe if you, if you ride some gulos, uh, you might, you might have a little bit smoother day. You might, you might go up the hills a bit faster. Um, and you're probably going to finish quite a bit faster, uh, for a finish time as well. So, you know, come see me. I can get you set up on a set. If you come see me early the supply, as I was mentioning earlier, I've got, I've got quite a bit of supply I'm bringing to the event, but hopefully it doesn't last too long. We'll see how it goes. So, yeah, I'm curious to get the feedback after. I don't know how that goes. Um, back to kind of like the event before we wrap this up. Like, who do you see? Maybe not like a person in general. Like, a, you don't have to like name a name, but like type of person that you think's gonna like win this this Asheville event? Because you know, obviously, we kind of all, all know BWR San Diego. You know, ten years has been going on. We kind of know what that's about. But this is an all new one. You know, it's more gravel style. Like different terrain could be wet like what type of how do you see this race playing out yeah so you're gonna get um an early separation on lake falls gravel climb it comes a few uh less than 10 miles into the race so you've got an early separation and then you're gonna get hit with climb after climb after climb after climb after climb after climb so i think it's gonna be definitely a really good climber who has the has the endurance or has the engine to do uh, to really to kind of go at it alone? Um, I think you'll get a solo win um, based on how hard the course is. I think that the course is so windy, so twisty. Like I said, there's no flat straight road. Um, I don't see a huge advantage to stay as a big group. So I think it does kind of cater to the to the crazy man who can go out and, and do it on his own. Um, so I would bet. Uh, you know, I think Boswell's coming. He's going to be a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know. It could, you could, an early, an early, uh, you know, Hail Mary could could work if you have the engine. Like I said, you have to be like I said, there's ten thousand feet of climbing, and most of it's all on gravel. So it's really going to be the best, the best rider. Um, and there is so much descending on gravel too that you're going to have to be good at riding your bike to not not puncture. Um, it's going to be a really well rounded rider who can climb really well. <laughs> yeah, I think it's definitely gonna be like a different style of setup, obviously, than um, um, you know, BWR San Diego. So it's so different, which is like pretty pretty rad. 
Yeah, it's the Western North Carolina, you know, uniqueness. We're going to – like, I think if you're underestimating 100 miles, you know, don't come crying to me afterwards because it's, it's going to be enough. You're going to – you're <laughs> going to be – I rode it uh, a couple weeks ago, and, uh, yeah, I was, I was completely destroyed. So, <laughs> good yeah. luck. Um, may the force be with you. Um, choose the right tire. You know, you, you can go either way. Um, on this, you know, you can, you can go the fast, uh, rolling, fast rolling tire, or you can get the more comfortable, more, more traction. Um, you know, choose your own adventure out there. Yeah. It's definitely gonna be an adventure that that's no secret right there. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, Hey, before we wrap this up, any, any little closing thoughts or anything you want to add in that maybe we, we pass over? Um, no, just come see us at the expo on Friday. Uh, we'll be there on Saturday too. And we'll be up on pinnacle. Um, we're, uh, like I said, we're raffling off a set of wheels. So come sign up, come see us. Um, you know, we're just, we're trying to bring the stoke, uh, to the event. And, uh, I really want, um, you know, BWR North Carolina to be a huge success and for many, many years to come. And as, as proud as, as I am of our Gulo wheels, I'm also proud of this course. So this event means a lot to me. So I, uh, I'm just really proud to be a part of it. And uh, I think we're going to have a blast. Awesome. Well, hey, I'm looking forward to it too. And uh, it was good to catch up. We're going to have to do this more. And uh, hopefully sooner than later. But, uh, you know, thanks again. Thanks for coming on. Yep. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right, John. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.